if every date with your wife of 10 years, 15 years, 20 years is using the same logic that you had on your first date with her, she's going to love it. It's going to be awesome. Yes. Hey there, and welcome to Marriage Talks, a real authentic and relatable podcast about how to thrive in your marriage. I'm Elizabeth Ann. And I'm Michael. Today, we are going to be sharing, we're actually going to be answering kind of a listener question. We've gotten a lot of feedback about dating. And so today we are going to share three tips to have a successful date. And I'm excited about this. Oh yeah. We love talking about dating. Uh, It was our second episode, really our first episode, because the first real episode was like an intro and what we want to do. But the first thing with content was all about dating. Yes. And it's actually been pretty cool because our dating episodes have been some of our hottest ones. So episode two, and I think episode nine. I don't know our catalog that um, well. But the first, it's definitely episode two. Um, but then we have an, we did another episode about um, dating your spouse when you're on a tight budget. So both are really great. If you haven't listened to them, definitely go check it out because they're, they're good. Yeah. Especially tight budget right now is really oh important. God. Talk about evergreen. Sweet. Yes. Tight budget for Sure. I mean, we're always on a tight budget, so that works really well for us. And we know the the reason we created that episode, though, is because a lot of other people are in that boat, too. So, yeah, I think most people can relate to that and, you know, need to have that information, too, because you don't even if you have some money, you don't always want to blow a ton of cash anyway on a date. So you don't want to spend money on me on a date? Uh, Not always. It's on the record now. So there you go. Sorry. (laughs) All right, we're going to have a talk after this. Yeah. Well, our next episode is going to be on conflict resolution, probably. <laughs> All right, before we jump into um, our topic today, the points that we have prepared for you is that we wanted to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by the Marriage Talks Patreon. There you can find extra content, behind the scenes stuff. We go deeper into different episodes, and it is a great way to help support Marriage Talks in helping us help other married couples thrive in their marriage. So should go check it out. Yeah, go check it out. Links in the show notes. Yes, link in the show notes for sure. Yeah. All right. So yeah, dating again, one of our favorite things to talk about. And when we were talking about we want to we want to do another episode on dating. It's been a little bit. How can we how can we make this? So it's going to be some actionable tips for you to use on your next date. That can be relationship or marriage. But it's going to be super successful if you take our advice. Yes. Yeah. So tip number one, you want to talk about it? Yeah. So ask questions. Seems like a no brainer. If you have ever been on a date, one of the easiest things to make it terrible is if it's like dead (laughs) silent the whole time. So my dad told me years and years ago, back when I was probably 12, 13, back when you're starting to have a lot more interactions with girls and stuff, he told me. It basically, what does everybody like to talk about? What does everybody know about? They know about themselves more than anything. So give them an opportunity to talk about themselves. It'll make you seem really <laughs> interested in what they're saying. And you'll never look like a dummy because they're doing all the talking. Now, hopefully you have a date who's also doing the same thing so that you're both talking about each other or about yourselves. So that it's actually like a balanced conversation instead of one person taking over. Yes. To ask questions, it seems like a no brainer thing, like Michael said. But I mean, how many times have we seen like movies or 
or, or heard um, like terrible date stories where, you know, all the person did was steamroll the conversation and talk about something like totally like nobody asked them about that topic, but they just kept talking about it. And you're like, oh, my gosh, stop talking about the invention of boats. Nobody cares. You know what I mean? Like ask questions like some. You're- well, if you got your date on we love boaters dot com, you might be good. <laughs> then I think you're saying- boaters only. <laughs> Sorry. I, I totally, yeah, I took over your thought process. <laughs> but it's just, it's just a really great way to have a, um, just a good date where you're really getting to know the other person. You know, you're not just like trying to talk about, you know, your latest XYZ stuff, whatever it is, you know, like you're really taking an interest in getting to know them because isn't that the point of a date? Mm-hmm. If you want to go on the date and just talk about stuff, just stand next to a wall and talk to the wall about that stuff. Yeah. Mission accomplished. You know what I mean? Or like, start a podcast. <laughs> That'd be perfect. There you go. Yeah, talk talk forever into nothingness. There you go. But my my point is is that when you're when you're with another human, you need to have human interaction. So don't just go on the date and just start talking about stuff. Ask questions because you never know what the answer is going to be. And it could be something really cool. Yeah. So that's tip number one. Good stuff. All right. Take the next one. Tip number two is to listen. (laughs) This you would think is also a no brainer, but it's not. And I can't tell you how many um, countless interactions I've had with people who don't listen. Are you listening to me? Listen. I'm so guilty of this. I'm saying this over and over again because I'm guilty of this. I was just going to say, you're super guilty of this. (laughs) We're definitely going to be practicing some conflict resolution after this episode is done. Um, But seriously, though, we are both guilty of it. Listen, because we like a lot of times what happens is you get caught in your own world and you're like, well, I just want to say this one thing. And so then you fixate on that one thing in your mind and then you have no idea what the other person said. So actually listening to what the other person said is important because also if you're not good conversationally, you can pick out something that the other person said and you can draw a question from that. So you can literally have the like another question from what they said, another question, another question, another question. And it's just... It's so important to listen because, again, you're having that human interaction. And if you're not there to listen, you probably shouldn't be on the date. Yeah. And as a bonus for that, if you practice that kind of style of of date, like you keep listening and you're pulling stuff from their conversation that they're saying, you'll seem really interested in what they're saying, which is great, very attractive. And then also... They're, I guarantee they're going to walk away from that date saying, wow, that that was pretty special. Because I really think that's something that isn't that well practiced these days. Because I, I think a lot of people are trying to think of the next thing to say. I'm guilty of this too. You ever introduce yourself or get somebody else's name and then you realize that all you were thinking about is, what should I say to this person? And then a minute after you meet them, you had no idea what their name was. So Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. So try not to do that on a date. <laughs> yeah, don't do that on a date. Now, of course, this is this is if you're on a brand new date, but also in the context of marriage too. We can't forget about that. 100%. You know your wife's name, hopefully. 
you know a ton of her backstory and all that stuff. So you can you don't have to go through all that. But again, if she realizes you're not listening, mm, it's not going to be a good night. And you might as well have not had the date night at all. So just practice the same things. It's like if every date with your wife of 10 years, 15 years, 20 years is using the same logic that you had on your first date with her, she's going to love it. It's going to be awesome. Yes. And there have definitely been times where we've been out on dates and it might be a, you know, it might have been like a, a big gap between the last time we went out. And I have definitely felt awkward. And we've been together since 2007. Yeah, it's like so, a muscle. It's been a, exactly. It's been a long time. So um, you have to practice that and you have to um, hone that muscle and put it into use. And so listening and there's been like, you know, Michael will be talking about something and there will be like a little nugget in there that is a really great question um, that I can pull from to help keep the the conversation going. And it just like, it, you know, goes like a road, it goes here and there and takes a loop and gets on a non ramp and stuff, you know, just like it, <laughs> you like my road analogy. Yeah. Hopefully you don't get in a traffic jam or a fender bender. <laughs> yeah. No tickets. But my point is, is that you can keep the conversation going if you really listen and you're really engaged because if you care about that other person, if I care about Michael, I'm going to intentionally listen. It's an it's an active thing that I would need to do. I can't just sit there and hope that the information goes into my brain. No, I am actively listening to him and pulling out something from whatever it is that he's talking about and formulating another question because I care about what he's saying. I care about his opinion and I care about the things that make him excited. So really, really listening is super, super important. And it's not easy. It's not easy. So don't think, oh, I've got that one. It's done. Check. Move on. No, 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 no. We all need to practice that. All of us need to practice that. So that's tip number two is to listen. Yeah. And before we move on to the next one, I think a lot of people fall into that pattern of normalcy and like it actually like patterning where I know everything there is to know about Elizabeth. I know her backstory. I know how she's going to react to every story, scene, movie, whatever, question, conflict. And it can get really tempting to be like, well, you know, we've kind of covered a lot of subjects. I don't really, what is there new to talk about? Guarantee there's stuff that day that happened. There's always stuff to talk about. So don't be afraid to kind of get in the weeds about something that might seem a little bit like boring, for lack of a better word, but yeah. like the day-to-day stuff. That's interesting. Well, and we're we're constantly changing. Like we never yeah. stay the same. So um, here's another spoiler alert. If you think that you're going to stay the same at this point in your relationship to when <laughs> to several years down the road, it's not true. Let's just blow that expectation out of the water. <laughs> okay. Um, we change, we evolve and it's a good thing. So our opinions change and our, you know, sometimes our values change or sometimes, um, the way that we see things change, like we just become different people over time. And so constantly listening and have those conversations is so key. Yeah. Like if you're the same person that you were at age 30, if you're the same person that you were at 20, you probably need to go out there and experience more stuff and like interact with people. Yeah, that's too. Yeah, that's a easier, concise way yeah. to say it. All right. Number three is do the unexpected. Everybody talks about 
I mean, you know, 10 plus years of marriage patterns, you know, the same. I wake up, get my coffee, kiss her goodbye, go to work, get home at five and blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of the same. Do the unexpected. A date night is the perfect opportunity to just break out of that nine to five, day to day, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, blah, blah, blah. So don't do something normal. Go the extra mile. So for example, if she's got a favorite meal she hasn't had in a while or something you don't necessarily really like that much, say like you don't like tuna, but she loves tuna and you guys haven't had tuna in three years because you don't like tuna, maybe give her tuna or something <laughs> like that. That's Just a really, give her that tuna. That's actually kind of a really easy example, like not that unexpected, but like. Well, if it had been three years, that would be very unexpected. That's true. It would be. Um, I do love my tuna. So that wouldn't be a problem. But, you know, like picnic in the park, sunset, wine and picnic at the beach, something like that, like totally out of the bounds of normal. Just make it super memorable. That's like going to be that. your number three. I like that. That's a good one. Yeah. Can you think of anything in particular, not to toot my horn, but anything in particular unexpected that really was like something you remember from back in the day? Oh. Can be a year ago, can be 10. Well, one of the biggest ones that you've done was, I think, our first year anniversary. We actually, like, I think unknowingly exchanged concert gifts. And <laughs> that <laughs> so was a good year. That was a good year. Um, but I I bought tickets to go see John Mayer, at, which was a great concert. And then he surprised me with a day trip to Greenville, South Carolina, mm-hmm. dinner, and then um, tickets to go see Michael Buble. And that was a very, very good date. Um, but yeah, I think that was definitely unexpected. And even like, even in times where like I asked you, will you please go see the ballet Coppelia with me? Like- that's so outside of your wheelhouse. Yeah. And so even though like it wasn't your initiation and I I asked you, I was half expecting you to say no, but you said yes. So even if it's not prompted by the other person, but it's kind of like a shot in the dark type of thing and the other person agrees, that still would fit, I think, um, going the extra mile or doing the unexpected. So um, really it comes down to... Um, not always, but I think kind of making a sacrifice in some way. So like you wouldn't, you wouldn't normally like sign up to go see a ballet or you wouldn't normally like spend a lot of, like you're glad to spend the money, but spending a lot of money on like a whole day date and dinner and a concert, like that's a, that's a lot of money for a college student. So, so, you know, that is a sacrifice in some form or fashion, but, um, yeah, I think doing the unexpected, is can be summed up into making a sacrifice, whether it's small or large. Yeah. Just think about what would make your evening super memorable and just kind of think in that box and you'll be good to go. Yeah. All right. So that's our, our three, but here's a little secret. We have a bonus. 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 Yeah. bonus. Okay. So this is point three, point five. <laughs> our bonus um, is 
is uh, not as fluffy, I think, as the other three, but it's still very important. Yeah. Very important. And it's to know your boundaries. And this applies whether you're married or not. You're going out on a date. You need to know your boundaries. Don't be swept up in the moment by getting attention that you drop all your boundaries. Know your boundaries and stick with them. And because Michael and I have boundaries, we have boundaries in a lot of things. And so it's respecting those boundaries is really a key part in marriage. And that reminds me or sparks a little light bulb. We are definitely doing a future episode to go deeper into this because this is really important, I think. But to kind of give you a little teaser, you need to know your boundaries because to have a successful date means that you had a good time from start to finish. And if you drop your convictions and your values and your boundaries in the moment of, or in the name of passion, and finally somebody's giving me some um, attention or, um, you know, whatever it is that makes you drop your boundaries, you're going to look back on it and think, why did I do that? It may not be the next day. It may not be the next year, but not knowing your boundaries, it's not respecting them and holding to them is, is not, it's just not going to be good. It's not going to be fruitful. Um, it's it's not a good foundation. And I think it's important to kind of quantify what that is. So like some examples that are actionable of like, what does going outside of your boundaries mean in a practical sense? Okay. So, uh, so if you're not, if you're not married, um, going outside of your boundaries and not wanting to be physical, not wanting to be intimate, um, and that being a hard, fast boundary for you. And if that gets fudged and, or gets put to the side in the name of finally, I've got some attention, it's going to be a regret. Because your boundaries are not respected. So sooner or later, you'll realize that you weren't valued and that you weren't cherished and loved. So that X amount of time that you let those boundaries go are not going to be worth it in the long run. So that's one example. If you're not married, if you're married, um, and, uh, knowing your boundaries on a date, um, I have no desire to do anything life-threatening on a date (laughs) whatsoever. I am a calculated risk kind of gal. Um, So never again will I go whitewater rafting. I knew you were going there. (laughs) I knew it. Know my boundaries. I'm sorry. I thought it would be fun. (laughs) It was fun for me. It was fun for you, and I did it for Michael. You you were a good sport. And I don't necessarily regret that I did it for you, I just will never do it again. <laughs> yeah, and that's fine. Um, I, re- I really do appreciate you sticking that out because it was one of those things. It was our honeymoon of all things. I'm starting out like a swing and a miss. Oh, <laughs> I surprised her. I bought two tickets on the Okoe River, which I had done like twice at that time. And it's if you've ever been there, it's it can get a little bit dicey on some. I mean – Compared to like the Colorado River, it's probably nothing. But for what normal people do, it got a little crazy. Non-white water rafting people. Yeah. 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 Also, mind you, I'm the smallest person in the boat. 
What happens to the smallest person in the boat? You have the least mass. You're not going to get thrown anywhere. <laughs> that's a that's, lie. That's if, the you, optimist. if you don't know what happens, the smallest person in the boat is the first person to leave the boat. Did you leave the boat? No, because oh, I was okay. like glued to the boat. Like Yeah, you're like like white claws, like white knuckle claws into the rev what's this stuff called? Rubber, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it reminds me of like if you've ever ever seen heavyweights or been to a um a camp with a blob. <laughs> Those rafts can be like that kind of. So like the littlest yeah. person and then, you know, Harold, the big guy, a.k.a. the, <laughs> the river rapid just poof, right on, on the back. It's not good. So yeah. the whole point is know your boundaries and stick to them. Yeah. Stick to them. And another thing that I think is really applicable for everybody of different ages, different status is also stick with your boundaries financially too on dates. Mm. Um, we saw... A blog article somewhere, like Flipboard or something, average price of a first date in every state in America. I was like, what is going on in America? California was like 275 bucks. It's like, geez, who can afford to do that? So Mm-mm. if you not, find not yourself- us, just newsflash. Yeah. If we're you, not spending that much money If you dick. find yourself like- stretching yourself thin or you putting a ton of money on credit cards and stuff in order to do the unexpected and all that stuff. Like you can, you can dial that down a little bit financially and just don't put yourself in a bind financially for, for like a date night. Like a date night can be fantastic with popcorn and a rental movie on Google play movies or something. Also, I will say if your significant other thinks that a date should cost like $300 a pop, then that's a conversation that I would highly encourage you to have because it that's, that's just nuts. That is nuts. I know that we are, we're frugal and we, we are very careful about spending money. We're not cheap. Let me just be clear. We're not cheap, but we're also not spending $300 on a date. So, but if that is the expectation that someone in the relationship is thinking that a date should cost $300 or an exorbitant amount, that's, that's, I would highly encourage you to have a conversation about that because it does not need to cost that much. So. That's insane. So that's your bon- that is your bonus tip. Okay. And we have something fun to read. Yes. Let's do the challenge first though. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Because we like to always piggyback right off of that. You're right. Our challenge, our weekly actionable tip that you can take home to your marriage. Yes. So you you do it. I'll do you it. do it. You do it. Because <laughs> yeah, you're I was like, kinda, you're I was, like, I was setting it up. You I was do setting it. it up. All right. So in the next seven days, go on a date and Put the 3.5 tips into practice. (laughs) Don't forget that last one. Yes, don't forget it. So that is your challenge. Yeah, and in addition to that, we want you guys, if you do that, please do. And then also share with us, either DM us on Facebook. We have a Facebook group, the Marriage Talks Podcast group. We have an Instagram. All the links are in the show notes, but we want to hear from you guys. Yes. I've heard a few times... Um, a couple of months ago, a friend of mine went on uh, a date and they had a great conversation and used, um, oh goodness. Fave five movies? Fave five, yeah, it was a fave five conversation starter. Yes. It's like, like an icebreaker with your spouse is great. So I was so happy to hear that. 
So we want to hear more of that from you guys. Yes, your feedback is so important. Yeah. So that is your challenge. And now we have something fun to read for you. Yes, the review. We always say we love reviews. Hit us up five stars. And we like to read them because we love these things. Cindy T says, I've been listening to Seven Silent Killers to Marital Intimacy, and it's been really good. I love your willingness and openness to share some of your personal struggles. You've, you've definitely touched on some things that hit home. Thank you for the time and effort you've put into this. Yes. You're welcome, Cindy T. You are welcome. And thank you for the review. Yeah. Appreciate it. And um, yeah, that um, was a really fun series to do. Oh, yeah. We got a lot out of it and it was fun making it. And it's been really resonating with people a lot, especially the anger episode. It's part seven. So we will be, we're kind of reading the stats of every episode that's really kind of resonates with people. And we're going to do more with each one of them. For sure. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, so that is your episode today. And we really, really appreciate you guys coming back week after week to check out the newest episode. And if you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend. That really is a great way to spread the word about Marriage Talks and what we, um, what our mission is here. And if you haven't already, we would love it if you would subscribe. And all the links of where you can follow us and contact us is going to be in the show, the notes. show notes. Thank you guys so much. See you next time. See ya.